Hello, welcome back to Medical School with Michaela. The uh, role of this podcast is just to give you information that you might need should you run into it on your shelf exam. Um, Specifically, I'll be talking about your family medicine shelf in this season, and also uh, today I'll be talking about substance abuse and addiction. The first thing that we'll talk about is prevention. So there is um, positive parenting, which encourages a parent-child relationship that helps to prevent there from being alcohol and drug initiation. That includes communication, encouragement, negotiation, setting limits, supervising the child, and also knowing the friends. So you know who the child's interacting with, you know um, what they're doing, and you also give them space to grow. Um... Also, if there's a positive family history of alcohol or drug dependence, you may want to encourage your child not to engage at all in any kind of substance use. As far as screening goes, we use the CAGE questions. Um, This asks about if someone ever felt they needed to cut down on how much they're drinking, if they ever felt annoyed when someone asked about their drinking, if they ever felt guilty about their drinking, and if they ever needed um, a drink to wake up in the morning. Uh, You can also use the audit scale, and I'll give you an opportunity after this podcast to review the audit scale. Um, And that means that that shows that if you have a score of eight or higher, they can have a problem associated with alcohol. As far as assessment goes, um, you need to do an assessment for uh, different classes of medications. It's a disorder if they have a problem with chronic use. It's intoxication if they have a problem with acute use. Um, and it's withdrawal if they have a problem associated with stopping a prolonged or heavy use. So as far as pharmacological um, uh, pharmacological measures that you can take to act against certain drugs, we'll talk about tobacco, alcohol, uh, opioids, and, and opioids. So uh, tobacco. We can use nicotine replacement therapies, which come in gum, patches, lozenges, and inhalers. We can use Chantix, which is also um, varinicline. I always have trouble with these medication names. And you can also use bupropion or Zybian. Uh, We often start with nicotine replacement therapies in patients, and then we'll go up if needed. For alcohol, you can use disulfiram, you can use a camprol or a camprosate, and you can also use naltrexone. So disulfiram is good because it interferes with the degradation of the alcohol and it causes there to be an accumulation of acetaldehyde and that turns into a toxic product, which causes there to be an unpleasant reaction to alcohol. So they can have blushing, nausea, and palpitations if they drink alcohol. So it's kind of like a negative reinforcer for drinking alcohol. For um, a camprosate that acts on the GABA and glutamate neurotransmitter system, and it reduces the symptoms of protracted abstinence, such as insomnia, anxiety, restlessness, or dysphoria, and that can come in oral forms. For naltrexone, that will block the opioid receptors involved in the rewarding feeling of drinking alcohol and the craving of alcohol. And it's available either um, in an oral form or an extended release injectable. So for patients who are having trouble with compliance or getting the medication every day, um, you may want to think about some kind of once-monthly injection. For opioids, uh, we can treat them with methadone and buprenorphine as well as naltrexone. Which, if you remember, naltrexone was also used for alcohol. So if a patient has trouble with opioids and alcohol, we should offer them naltrexone. So methadone is a slow-acting opioid agonist. It's very old. It's taken orally, and basically it dampens your high um, and prevents withdrawal symptoms. 
Uh, it was used to treat heroin addiction and still great. Um, however, you only can get it on a day-by-day -day basis, and also it has to be through an approved outpatient setting. So patients may not have access to methadone clinics, or clinicians may not be uh, certified to dispense methadone from their own clinics. Buprenorphine, however, is a partial open um, opioid agonist. Um, it relieves drug cravings without producing the high, so they won't be able to get high on it. Um, Suboxone, which is a type of buprenorphine, is taken orally and it combines buprenorphine with uh, naltrexone. So basically they can't inject it and get high off of it. Um, naltrexone, however, by itself is an opioid antagonist. Um, it's not addictive or sedating and it doesn't result in physical dependence, but um, if the patient isn't complying with it, it can be poorly effective. Um, there's also an injectable long-acting um, form of it, which we talked about when we were talking about alcohol use, and uh, it can be given once a month. Um, and you would give it um, after they've undergone detox for opioid use. So you can think about when you're counseling against substance abuse, the five A's, the five R's, and you also can think about other drugs of abuse. So the five A's are just to ask, advise, assess, assist, and arrange. So ask, you want to ask, um, if they are using any type of substances and what they are and document how much of you can. You want to advise against doing so and be strong and stick to it, but don't be mean. You want to assess if they're willing to quit. You want to assist them in quitting. And also you want to arrange to follow up with that person. You can lose them to follow up if you don't talk to them about it. As far as the five R's go, this is um, asking about relevance, risk, reward, roadblocks, and repetitions. So relevance. You want to figure out why quitting is relevant to the person. Maybe quitting the drug isn't relevant to the person, but they can probably tell you some kind of symptom that they are having that they don't like related to their drug use. Risk. You want to ask the patient what the negative consequences of using this drug is. That can be any. It can be if I keep using this drug, I'm going to get kicked out of my home. If I keep using this drug, I may have a heart attack, etc. Uh, rewards. You want to ask the patient what their rewards are for quitting. Like, what's a good thing that's going to happen to you if you quit using this drug? Whatever it is. You want to ask about roadblocks, so ask about barriers to quitting. Um, and then also, you want to do repetition. You want to keep motivating them every single time they come into the clinic, because if you don't keep motivating them, they may um, lose their only cheerleader in their life, depending on who they are. Um, for other drugs of abuse, you can check out the National Institute of Drug Abuse website, or you can just think of other drugs that you may know. And with that, that is all I have for you today. Thanks. Have a good day.